Welcome to Campfire Chronicles, episode number 10. This is... Andrew. I'm Robbie. Brian. And today we're going to be talking about a little news update on what's been going on yeah. in our lives. And then also, we're going to talk about what influences us as far as camping and hiking and the show itself. Yep. Okay. Let's, let's start with the bad news. <laughs> okay, so some bad news. Yeah. So we're going to go tomorrow, actually, to Shenandoah National Park with Black Owl Outdoors. Unfortunately, uh, something happened last minute and they can't go. But... We will be collaborating with them in the future, so we'll keep you uh, hustling for that. <laughs> look at the, look I got at the, the shirt. shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to wear it and everything. <laughs> yeah, that's really unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were going to Shenandoah, mm -hmm. and we're going to leave. It's still happening anyway. No, so, yeah. yeah. Nothing's going to stop us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, and our Brian, you have a question for the viewers. Yes. Uh, we wanted to pose a question at the beginning of our podcast so you guys can tell us uh, your thoughts. So the topic is what influences us. We want to know what influences you guys to go outside, to go camping, go hiking, and or just get outdoors. So leave a comment and uh, let us know because we like to hear your stories. What like what drew us to it? Because I know like we initially went out because my brother he took us out to Hocking Hills, yeah, and that was like when we were like, oh, camping could be awesome. Yeah, yeah. But like, what about that was so alluring to us? I think I don't know. I thought I thought it was just because. The, like the scenery was just beautiful and I think it just naturally drew us you know we were naturally drawn to that yeah, yeah I, I think, think initially it was like this the fact that you could have such mind-blowing scenery but also the experience of being out in the wild and adventuring yeah. like yeah that's the funny thing about old man's cave is that I didn't even know that a place like that existed yeah yeah that place was mind-blowing to me at the time like <laughs> yeah yeah it still kind of is right? <laughs> <laughs> um but I think now like part of it is after having gone camping a few times, like the the experience of actually being out there, is so fulfilling that like part of what influences me is just to get out of civilization, yeah, and, and like rebalance think, my life. I think uh, Robbie and I kind of touched on this the first night when we were in Wayne. We were just talking about um, when you come out here or when you come out in nature, it's totally different. You know, it's just a different experience, and you feel like what was it like you said a guest or yeah it's yeah. like you're a guest in wilderness yeah and it's like you're visiting somebody's home that's way better than your own <laughs> yeah and it's just an experience that you can't get anywhere like you can't simulate it or anything you have to go out there to get that experience yeah, yeah that's true so yeah even with our videos or like as as much as people have tried to capture the feeling either in writing or video or anything else it's like it doesn't even begin to capture you know, it's just like the something sensation. as simple as the fact that you can't do peripheral vision mm. on a camera. And like that's so, you need such a wide field of view to like really capture the scene sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like we just kept getting wider and wider lenses <laughs> <laughs> and it still didn't capture everything. I remember that one episode where we like almost used the wide lens completely yeah. we had just gotten it. <laughs> yeah, that one was really bad too. <laughs> it's like really blurry. It's blurry. That was episode three, three four. Yeah. Hoosier. Hoosier, yeah, that's oh, episode four. Okay. Zaleski is always the lost episode. I always forget that that one exists. Oh, season one is terrible. <laughs> okay, well, me and Brian were talking, I think, like last week or sometime, and we were talking about musical influences. It's mm -hmm. so, like the different music that we listen to that kind of inspired the music that we write for the show. Yeah. So do you want to speak to that a little bit? Sure, I'll start. Um, I think one of my biggest influences, and I, th I think, Robbie, you actually first introduced me to this person, but Andy McKee. Like on Candy Rat? Oh, on you know, I wonder how, because... 
Ain't I feel like I found that drifting video. I think you found it, yeah. Oh, okay. And maybe I sent it to you or yeah. something, but yeah, I feel like you were the one who found it initially. Yeah. It was, um, that was like one of the first viral videos. Yeah. The Andy McKee drifting video. Yeah. But yeah, you he, said Andy McKee. He's an amazing acoustic guitar player. Um, and the music that he writes for a guitar isn't like boring, generic stuff. It's beautiful, it's amazing, it, and it's complicated. And it really evokes, when we when we've listened to his music, it really evoked this sense of, you know, you picture some sort of outdoor scene in your mm, mind, like yeah. into the ocean. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Rylan and things like that. Yeah. There's one called like Gates of Nomeria. Yeah, look up yeah. his music. It's really good. He has a song based on Super Metroid, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. What, what's that one called? Samus uh, Star Drive or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's funny because I used to have... Actually, I still have that same playlist in my iTunes, but it's called Adventure, and it's basically mostly indie. <laughs> yeah. indie <key> songs. <laughs> exactly. I have the same one, too. It's like a camping playlist. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, his I, I aspire to make guitar music like his... I'll never be as good as him, but in the sense that... Um, I try and like capture some feeling when you listen to my song and most of it is usually like happy-go-lucky music yeah. but you know I tried um, but that's definitely one of my biggest influences especially since you know I play the acoustic guitar ah uh, so. yeah that's true yeah that so did you start with guitar or did you start my with... very first instrument well you start with piano right yeah I started with piano and then I actually played saxophone in uh, high school but Writing music for a saxophone doesn't really translate well if you don't have like the accompanying jazz yeah, trio. Yeah, yeah, you need like a full group to do that. <laughs> yeah, um, and then in high school, I picked, started picking up guitar because that was just the thing to do in high school was to learn learn guitar and yeah. learn Stairway to Heaven. Um, <laughs> uh, but then I um, just kind of kept playing through college, took a few classes. Oh, and I guess it's worth saying that one of my first influences was John Mayer. Um, I liked a lot of his uh, original stuff. It was very acoustic heavy and also very um, different from, you know, your typical pop type guitar playing, which yeah, is yeah. like chords. So it was another big influence there. Yeah, he, I, I kind of feel like he covers a wide, maybe I'm completely wrong about this, but I feel like he covers like a wide, uh, like his songs are really varied. Yeah. It seems like to me. He's, I've, I mean, I followed his a lot of his music ever since the beginning. He started from very good like very acoustic type stuff um and then he's i think it's because of his own decision and his own preferences he's transitioned to a much more blues jazzy style mm, yeah um where he uses a lot more electric guitar and things like that but it's still good stuff because he, he writes complicated music which is what i like i don't like that simple stuff yeah no no, no simple stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um any other influences musical uh, I, influences? I would say those are the top two musical influences i'm curious about yours because, like, I know your exact style of music that you yeah, like, yeah. but, like, what, are there any no, people that you can point it's to? It's funny because when I listen to music, like, whenever people talk about the music they listen to, I'm kind of at a loss because I'll listen to one single song from an artist, and, like, that's the only song of theirs that I'll ever listen to. And it's, like, hard for me to branch out to their other songs because I, I, I'm just obsessed with that one song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, the sort of music I like is very, like, ambient uh, or, like, chill hip-hop sometimes. Or like instrumental stuff. I have some songs that I'll list off. One is called It Don't Matter by Cherokee. There's another called Nakamara by uh, Hiatus Coyote. And Coffee by Sylvan Esso. 
Just look those up in YouTube. Well, then there's great Nujabis. I yeah, Nujabis. Oh, yeah. Pretty much anything yeah. by Nujabis. It's very, um, like, <clears throat> relaxing. Mm. Yeah. I don't know how to describe well, it. Well, it's yeah. like, if you've, if you've watched Samurai Champloo, it's like that feeling that you yeah, get yeah, when yeah, you yeah. watch that show, that's very much your musical mm. style. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, for, for me it evokes feelings of, like, evenings and dusk and dawn. Yeah. And yeah. Actually, I wrote a song in uh, Red River Gorge that was supposed to emulate one of his songs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I think yeah. he did a good job. Yeah. That's um, I, I would say, Andrew, it would be hard for you to kind of come up with someone that influenced you because you didn't really have... Like, me and Robbie, we had instruments that we kind of... Yeah, that's true. We played. Yeah, yeah. And you play piano and flute, but those are kind of, like, not really... Flute, yeah. Flute was just, like, in band. And yeah. I, I would love to cultivate my flute more, but... <laughs> I don't know, but... Uh... <laughs> cultivate that flute. <laughs> but the nice thing is with, like, the Logic music program, you can... You can sift through all these synth yeah, things, and I have a list yeah. on my phone of all these things that sound good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Andrew and I are supposed to collaborate on some music, but we haven't gotten around to it yeah, yet. Yeah. Oh, that's a quick side note. We use Logic Pro 10 mm. yeah. as our software of choice. In fact, I'm using it to record the podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, I think like one of the first songs in that style that I made, you did the drum beat for, but like when I got the program and stuff, I was like, I'm going to learn how to do a drum beat. So I just sat there the night before like practicing on the uh-huh. piano. And then yeah. I finally like got yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's pretty good actually because like I'm not sure if I would know what to do mm-hmm. if I didn't actually play drums. Yeah, yeah. So, hats off to you. <laughs> I'm also thankful that it has an actual rhythm thing. <laughs> <laughs> it like fixes the beat for you. Yeah. Yeah. Without that, the more I play, the more out of <laughs> yeah. rhythm I get. It's called quantization, mm-hmm. and so like if you're just a little bit off the beat, it'll like snap, snap it, it to yeah. the beat. Yeah, and I use it all the time too, actually. Yeah. It's it's worth using. It's not worth doing the trouble of trying to be exact. Every yeah, time. yeah. Um, so my musical influences, first of all, I mean you guys know this, but just every song that I do is gonna have an electric piano. <laughs> <laughs> I've told many, one of my friends uh, who I've been showing the videos to. She's like, I'm gonna try and start guessing whose song is. Like, that's pretty easy it's super easy <laughs> it's like no it's funny because like it's a very nice compliment because like you can you know like if you need a getting ready song i'm like yeah. i'm your man that's exactly what we need yeah. to say andrew's got like andrew started recently making making music yeah um and his music's very ambient background like um very chill twilight kind of feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing like the upbeat, like, yeah. like let's go hiking hike out. It. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, it's a good day to go. Oh, and yeah, then yeah. is like, man, upbeat and like, you gotta get moving, let's go. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like you. it's actually, it's funny because it's like beginning, middle, end. Like you can open the episode with my music, yeah. you can do the middle with yours, and then you I'm can end sure it with yours. I'm pretty sure we've done that. that for no, that's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's weird. I do every single opening song, you do every single closing. <laughs> Smokey's Red River Gorge, uh, um, uh, Yosemite. Yosem- yes. Wait, no. No, not Yosemite. Uh, no, Wayne. 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 Yeah. yeah. What do we use for the opening song, Yosemite? The opening was uh, some remember. get ready song with us. It on was the, plane. With the stuff with the airport. So. And then there's that one oh, song right, with yeah. the title sequence. Yeah. Which actually, I wrote part of that, and then you wrote the climax of that. Actually, I don't that. I was gonna say <laughs> Hoosier because I had the ending song in Hoosier. But then we also did the opening song, the, oh, the right. Firefly song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I forgot about that one. Yeah. That I remember would have been a good song if, <laughs> if we had Logic Pro back yeah. then. Yeah. You guys used the I, I want to redo that one because I really like that song. Actually. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty good. Like yeah. as far as evoking. So we often base our songs on, on uh, previous songs. Mm-hmm. So like they're... Well, 
It's a bad habit of ours where yeah. we would find we we know the song that we like and we stick it over the footage and then we're like we got to write a song exactly like that one. And yeah. then, God, it's so difficult. I think we talked about that before. Probably, yeah. Yeah, but um, yes, yeah, we're getting off track. So yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. As far as actual people who have influenced me, there's Nobuo Uematsu, mm. who is the composer for Final Fantasy, mm-hmm. and then. Actually, I'll just name him because there's so many video game composers, but just video game music in general, that's like my main thing. Like, yeah. if you ask me what my favorite music is, this is what I tell, what I tell people is Super Nintendo music. Mm-hmm. And it's just something about it, like there's the nostalgia factor, but also it's just like, it's very melodic because Did, that... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I just say it's very melodic because that type of music... There's not that much you can do with it. The instruments are very like clear. Yeah, it's yeah. funny because I was recently reading a video game forum, and they're like, video game music. Like in some games, it's not actual video game music. Yeah, it's like background orchestral music. Yeah, or like, yeah. They were talking about how yeah. video game music isn't as good. That was a thread on NeoGaf. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I saw that. One. Um, <laughs> and I kind of agreed and disagreed with some points because I feel like part of it he's looking at the past music through rose-colored glasses. Yeah. But at the same time, um, some of the music nowadays is less memorable but someone brought up a good point which is like well back then all you had was the game and the music and you know the, mm. the gameplay yeah. so you needed good music to cover it but now we've got all these other narrative and you know cinematic features so the music doesn't have to play as no big of a yeah role. the music was like a character almost yeah. in older games because that's that's all there was exactly there was the visuals and then just a really strong melody but now it's like you've got all this story going on dialogue actually you know what it's like to me and it's funny because usually these sorts of games have the sorts of music but it's like how some games you'll have these vastly different environments so the forest world the lava world the snow world, and each one will have this unique really memorable song but then you've got like like uh, I don't know, Gears of War or whatever, where everything's gray and brown, and you like you've got this. Well, that has good music. Yeah, I was about to say that's yeah. that's the one. Ex- but like Call of Duty or something, I don't know, some no, other Call game. Duty, that's yeah, with like really yeah. generic music. That's just it sounds like something in a, like a crappy summer blockbuster movie. Yeah, <laughs> no, those are great at like conveying emotion. Like when you hear like a Call of Duty score, you're like, yeah, let's go fight a war. But it's not like you'll be humming the tunes yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah. that yeah. bossa nova we've been humming all night. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like we could probably hum. Um, a Zelda song from like one at least one Zelda song from every Zelda game that's ever been out because yeah well I mean lots of our songs are based like the ending yeah. of Manitou that's Zelda's lullaby yeah and then <laughs> very the clearly Mammoth <laughs> Mammoth Cave on the canoe that's Lake Hylia yeah oh and or, then I don't you guys said it was more of Chocobo but the one when we're on the beach in Manitou sounds so much like uh, Wind Waker no that is no, it's, it is it's a that's, mix it's a oh, mix okay. of that and Chocobo yeah, oh yeah. I didn't know you yeah. put that Chocobo in yeah. there <laughs> <laughs> um, but on the topic of video games which kind of transitions or segues nicely into our yeah. next topic or our next influence yeah. is yeah. video games have influenced yeah. us um, because Okay, so we've been playing video games for a long time. Um, and I would say probably it started with Secret of Mana. Mm, that's good. That is such a um, quintessential, like... It's funny because there's three characters in it. <laughs> yeah, that is really funny. <laughs> it's yeah. funny, yeah. Um, so Secret of Mana is this RPG for Super Nintendo. And the music on there is super nostalgic mm-hmm. to us. Um, wait, wait. I got to do a quick aside. Secret of Mana, there's three players. And there's the dude, there's the chick, and there's the sprite. So it's perfect because you always play the chick in every game. 
<laughs> so I'm the dude, you're the chick, and then you're the sprite because you're the youngest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isn't the sprite like the nature dude or something? Yeah. 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 He's like a, a forest gnome. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. But this game is like. It's about these three people who find each other, and then they're just saving the world. They're just going around this huge world and, and you know, fighting monsters. And just the feeling that it evokes um, being able to go around the world and do battle with these monsters with your your t- your friends, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, like, something that we really love doing in video mm-hmm. games. Um, and I think it's definitely a feeling that we always strive to accomplish or acquire when we go out on our yeah. trips and that that's actually i think that's a big thing that we're trying to convey in the videos it's kind of it's almost i sometimes think of it as like we don't know how to program games and make games so this is our way of making an rpg <laughs> yeah, because you true. had the visuals you got like the adventure together and you got the music yeah, and the yeah. music's heavily inspired by those type of games mm-hmm. I remember Secret of Mana specifically, before I bought it, like we rented it so many times and we always got to the same point. There was like Gaia's Naval and then you got to the first orb. Yeah. But I remember just going down like that Gaia's Naval, like the little... The little water pools. Yeah, yeah, and it's like so... It was such a feeling of like mystery and like what's beyond that? Because we would rent it and we would never get past that. Yeah. So. When we finally got past it, it was just like this mind-blowing experience of like, oh my god, there's more to this game, and there's like more in the world. Before, but it's funny how that imitates reality, where like, like we had, like we'd been to parks and stuff like that, but when we went to Hawking Hills, it was like, oh my god, like stuff yeah. like this exists. And yeah, the first no. time we went to the Tetons, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. it was like we were just our minds were blown. <laughs> That's so true. Like the Tetons is weird because it's almost like there's a skybox behind you and you're like there's a painting over there <laughs> yeah, it feels yeah. like that yeah that's true i think it's the mountains that really do it yeah but yeah just video games in general like i mean even like halo like mm-hmm. the co-op nature of it of like riding together yeah. in a jeep and it, the way it evokes the like being on the halo like if you've never played halo it takes place in space um but <laughs> <laughs> to be as game. concise as possible <laughs> <laughs> but the like the mystery of exploring this new mm. world oh, yeah. is something that we, I think we also look for. The magic when you game. first land on Halo is like something they haven't been able to replicate in any other Halo games. Yeah, like, no, like, they really haven't. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just like you can't replicate that. I don't know. I, don't think, like first yeah, I think part of it is really. just how open it felt, though. Like, I feel yeah. like so many games are so linear these days. Yeah. yeah. But having this open world, it's like Hyrule feel, you know, like this openness. Yeah. Speaking so, of which, yeah. Particular game you wanted to mention? Uh, Final Fantasy VI. I feel like it's in the same vein as Secret of Mana, mm-hmm. but it just like was such an adventure. Like you're just going, like you just walk on the overworld, and there's beautiful music playing, and it's just, I don't know. Just to me, Adventure Archives is very much my desire to create mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. And you, Andrew? A game? Uh, Zelda oh, yeah, or Crystal course, Chronicles? Yeah. I totally forgot about those. Crystal Chronicles. <laughs> Def- Crystal Chronicles, I think, is. I would, if I had to point to a single video game that spawned the idea of Adventure Archives, I mean, we call it Adventure Archives, and the game's called Crystal Chronicles. Yeah, and this is called Campfire Chronicles. (laughs) Uh, But do you want to describe what the game is, or do you want me to? Uh, I don't, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a multiplayer game where you're basically adventuring in these different environments, Mm -hmm. and the premise is you're trying to, like, collect this mirror from the crystal trees or whatever. (laughs) So basically, you're you're three adventurers, or, or four, and you're like, you're going out on this caravan, traveling around the world, and like, 
they show them like camping and stuff oh, and, like, yeah, and yeah. they have a little book where they keep yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like keeps track of your data and it like keeps it like a diary it's like yeah it's like that quintessential sort of lord of the rings fantasy feeling like of adventure yeah. i think i think one of the big things about it is that the game sort of kind of describes the coming of age for the video game characters mm. so it's kind mm-hmm. of like the feeling of independence you get when you go out in nature yeah yeah and then also the fact that you're a caravan meeting other people out mm. there it's, yeah, it's it like is. when you so, meet yeah. people on the trail and stuff yeah. you know you, you feel like you already have a bond with them that's one of my favorite things about like any sort of adventure stories this feeling of like someone coming of age and like sort of bursting out of their bubble you know like because i don't know i i not a huge fan of lord of the rings but the hobbit movie was fantastic because like oh I it's just that. the story of the guy bilbo baggins and like He's just like he's basically a suburban house dad, basically. <laughs> but like then he has to go on this big adventure and like see all of the world and like yeah. I don't know, I just love that sort of premise. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just those games with adventure that's you know movies. There's some movies that have inspired mm-hmm. us too. It's like uh, Conan the Barbarian. Mm-hmm. Like that one is huge, man. Like it's it's hilarious because him and his uh, like sidekick at one point they're literally just running across a field and like just going from point A to point B and they're not walking they're running <laughs> but it's like this sense of uh, I don't know just exploration and freedom and I think that's really a, and it's kind of funny to say that because we're just going on trails right mm-hmm. and it's not like we're discovering new stuff but to be out there you kind of get that same feeling mm-hmm. you know yeah I mean because you're out there. There's yeah. no there's no walls between you and the rest of the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Princess Mononoke is definitely another influential oh, movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's it's a huge a one. Beautiful movie. Speaking of which, his music Joe, Joe Hisaishi, Hisaishi, yeah. The, oh yeah, that's a big influence for us. Yeah. The visual aesthetic of all those movies too is like to me that is like perfection, I think. Like <laughs> Yeah, no, that's really good. <laughs> I can't really think of a movie influence like not off the top of my head at the very least i'm sure there is something terminator 2 <laughs> i mean Actually, that's just a great sort of like, yeah there's some aspect because like, they're, they're on the run mm. from the terminator mm. and it's like a very like there aren't a lot of movies, especially recent. Oh, actually, Star Wars, especially the oh, original trilogy. Yeah. That's a great mm, adventure. Yeah, movie. that's true. And that that also has the whole coming of age aspect. Of, I I don't know. I love like parts in movies <laughs> where they're like it's the night or the moment before they actually go off on the adventure. Ah, like, uh, yeah. Like the cantina scene, and then in Hobbit, there's like all the dwarves and they're singing a song around the fire mm-hmm. for the next day's adventure. It's like, oh man. Yeah. That. Just what is it about adventure that is so appealing? Like. Literally, my dream job right now is to just travel the world and film it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I would be happy to not have a home anymore and just go from point to point to point. <laughs> yeah. But what is, that, what is that desire in humans to go explore? I, I mean, like, is that just some natural part of being a human, or is there something specific, do you think? that? I mean, I feel like before agrarian society, that is what humanity was, in a sense. Like, oh, like yeah. you had these... You were pro- I don't know, I feel like people were probably semi-nomadic where they had like a village but they could move and mm-hmm. they had to keep moving and had to go out and hunt and stuff. So every every time you hunted, it was like an adventure. <laughs> that kind of makes me think of another video game, actually. <laughs> uh, Age of Empires. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's this game where you start as like this little like Stone Age village. <laughs> and then you like send out your little villagers to hunt gazelle. And in one hour, you're like the Byzantine Empire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Building like gigantic walls. <laughs> your army of like centurions that's so funny dude. <laughs> i never played age of empires 
Did you guys play that on the Gateway PC? Mm-hmm. Wow. That was the very first wow, game dude. we've ever owned on a PC. That's because so it came with it. Oh, <laughs> and we, yeah. I remember we were playing it, and I was just going like, "What the heck do you do in this game?" <laughs> for the longest time, I hated the color brown because one of our annoying friends wanted us to choose brown for the color. <laughs> Completely petty. Really? And I, yeah, it was I really don't weird that at all. It wasn't Thomas, was it? No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, Thomas. <laughs> I thought he liked purple. Um, Okay, well, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with more of Campfire Chronicles, (laughs) episode number 10. Yes. And we're back. So we're going to talk about what improvements and things that we're bringing for this next episode that we have been like, oh, I need this, Mm -hmm. and I wish I had this, but now we have it. Kind of like an extension from Campfire Chronicles 8. Yeah. from our experiences. Yeah, that's. I was like, I knew somebody had talked about this recently. <laughs> Got a renewed sense of Greedo. <laughs> uh, and also a slider. The slider's back. <laughs> oh, that's true, yeah. yeah. So for those of you who don't know, a slider is a little... It's a slider. You put the camera on it, and then it'll slide the camera from left to right to give you these really nice uh, moving shots. It's a bit frustrating because it doesn't fit perfectly on the tripod, but it still does the job. Oh, At least this one's carryable. On yeah, 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 that one in winter dolly sods. I wanted yeah. to just toss that. <laughs> <laughs> off the yeah, so the trail. one we had in dolly sods was probably four feet long, and you can well, see it in that. Episode. It would have been okay <laughs> if the, the, the strap shoulder strap like, literally yeah. broke like yeah. <laughs> two minutes. Because carrying it with that was fine, but then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was really unfortunate. <laughs> um, okay, but as far as like camping gear, are you, mm-hmm. have you guys acquired anything or? Okay, well. Um, <laughs> Well, in Wayne, we made the smart <laughs> choice of bringing raincoats, which was very nice. Um, but now we have, well, me, me and Andrew, we went out and got um, pack covers. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, before that, if I expected rain, what I would do is I would put a big garbage bag in my backpack inside and put everything it. inside that. Mm, yeah, yeah. Which essentially worked the same, but, you know, like the little pockets, everything still got wet. And yeah. I mean, the backpack got wet, so it got heavy. I'm going to do a proper bear hang this time. Like, if I... One where you don't have to rely on a tree with a perfect branch coming out of 90 degrees. Mm-hmm. And actually, I watched Black Owl Outdoors' video for that. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Well, we could have had them do it for us, but <laughs> since they made a video, no problem. Um, for me, so... I This was the last straw, Wayne National Forest. It was the last straw for rain. I was like, no, I'm bringing my full tent, so I'm going to have the rain fly and everything. I bought a rain jacket. And I have my backpack cover, and I've already pre-cut a plastic bag for the camera mm. so that we can waterproof it. Really oh, nice. Yeah, we need to do that for mine. Do you need like rubber bands or something? To... I got rubber bands too. <laughs> I got extra rubber bands. Okay. <laughs> I also um. Oh, I even I also brought like a like a towel. To, oh, to I brought a towel. I brought a towel yeah. also. So perfect. Um, yeah, just rain. I mean, I think it's a reality that just I finally needed to accept is that it is going to rain sometimes. We're, we're expecting rain this weekend. It's guaranteed. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't just paranoia now. Yeah. <laughs> that would be really funny. Like we had the rain jacket on before it even started raining. <laughs> um, but I also brought a fork and a spoon. Because every single time we're sharing one fork and one spoon. And I'm like, now this time we're going to have enough for everybody. I need to find my wooden spoon. Oh, oh, it might be in the garage. Wait, on Wayne, I know I 
brought a utensil and you didn't for that first night. Mm-hmm. Did you bring a utensil? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but we were eating the calzone, so that's true. Oh, why don't we talk about what food you guys bring? I'm bringing some uh, something a little bit different this time, oh, interesting. so I can oh. talk about it. Well, our viewer Meredith McLaughlin, Meredith McLaughlin. <laughs> She gave us a package full of a bunch of snacks and stuff, so we're bringing that for snacks. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it's oh, all awesome. stuff that's sitting in that well, box. I want to look actually. at that. Yeah, I want to yeah, vlog yeah. that later. There's and actually some uh, sugarless, like vegan jerky. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. me and Andrew are bringing just like a few things on this trip, so you can and grab a few. She things also too. included some ramen noodles, so I'm bringing that mm-hmm. stuff, and I just got some like dried veggies and stuff, and dried uh, woodier mm-hmm. at the Asian market. Oh, cool. nice. And I also got some various jerkies, Chinese jerkies. Nice. Oh, yeah. yeah those, those are, are delicious, man. They got lots of sugar, but they're delicious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm actually trying something uh, a little different this time. Um, so typically I would get like fib- like bars with fiber in them for mm-hmm. fiber, but actually what I'm doing this time is fiber one. Fiber. <laughs> fiber. fiber. <laughs> Ace Ventura. That's perfect. Um, I forgot. About that. <laughs> so this time actually what I did was I got. I've got a bunch of Ziploc bags to like separate my food, but I bought celery and I cut it up, put it in the Ziploc bags, and I'm just bringing a jar of peanut butter. And oh, so I'm just gonna nice. scoop that peanut butter out with the celery and uh, eat that on the tra- tra- on the trail. Oh, and then I also mm. pre-made some sandwiches for like the first and second night. Mm. Hoagies, yeah. Look um, good. <laughs> I forged some wild edibles today, and I don't have a dehydrator, so I might try drying them in the oven. <laughs> that works actually. Yeah. You just oh. have to low heat, open door. Low, yeah. You have to do it right. Um, and then, is it, it's gonna. Sorry, I was just gonna say, is it really necessary to dehydrate it before leaving tomorrow, though? I don't know. I just, in principle, I want it to be like something that could last on the trail. <laughs> That's how I always think about food. Is like in principle. Um, but if it's raining, I'm hoping we'll find some dryad saddle mushrooms. Yeah. Mm. And if we don't, then crumb. You can go to. That's <laughs> a. Yeah, it's calling the barbarian quote. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so I actually am bringing, uh, I brought two sweet potatoes because mm. I thought we could put those in the, and then well, stick them in the fire. We yeah, we thought about fires, that, though. Yeah. Oh, you can't have fire? Not open fire, yeah. Oh, well then maybe I won't bring those. What we, uh, I can cook them ahead of time. Yeah. I might do that. If in fact, I will cook them. I can bring that pan. Oh, yeah, that works. Yeah. Um, I also brought, speaking of peanut butter, I brought a thing of almond butter, and I was looking for bread that doesn't have sugar in it, and I finally found it. They have some in the freezer section that's like sprouted bread. Oh, the Ezekiel one, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the brand. But um, yeah, there's no sugar in that, so I'm bringing a loaf of bread and almond butter. So I'm looking forward to some nice <laughs> nut <laughs> butter sandwiches. A totally <laughs> random but kind of funny thing. Sure. So recently, we took the stuff out of Andrew's car uh-huh. from Wayne, and the bagels that I brought were still in there. Oh my god! And they are not moldy. <laughs> Wow. I was just like, you know what? Mm, probably not going to get those bagels. Anymore. No, it's like the, when you look at the list of ingredients and you see some of the like preservatives they have at the end, you're like, yeah. those things must be really effective. Because like, <laughs> yeah. I heard that some ingredient that goes into yoga mats also goes into like Subway bread or something. Oh, I did hear about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. I don't know. Google that yourself, though. I don't know. Yeah, th- that's a long topic. But uh, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> but I bought a bag of popcorn that I was going <laughs> to share with the Black Owl guys, so I was going to keep it secret. But since um, they're was, not going to be coming, I think I'm just going to eat it tonight. I was going to share the jerky with you, <laughs> Is there too, something, something special about the popcorn? No, or? it's just popcorn. I just thought it'd be fun to... I, I got how, how are you going to pop it? No, it's just like a bag I bought at the store. Oh, that'd yeah. be awesome, though. I thought you got one of those little camper ones. That would go. be super awesome. We might even be able to do that. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah. That'd be worth trying. 
No, I brought squid jerky, beef jerky, and tofu jerky for the black elk. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Next time. But yeah, I was like, I wanted to get them like some type of gift, but I totally forgot about it. I'll bring something really bizarre next time. You doing time. the Rob salad this time? <laughs> I was going to, but my pack is already really heavy, so I don't want to bring a bunch of avocados. <clears throat> the big pit and everything. <laughs> um, People always ask why you carry around the glass jars. Just because it's they're already in the glass jars and it's never it's broken once and yeah. that wasn't in nature that was in the parking lot <laughs> look in every fantasy game because that's a reliable source of <laughs> but in every fantasy game you got glass bottles for your potions yeah so that's like true, it yeah. can't be that much of a stretch well, sour plastic crack, probably yeah. isn't a thing in this fantasy game <laughs> so yeah i know but you know um, but it's doable <laughs> random thing on sauerkraut though um I and my parents would like to buy some sauerkraut if you ever make more. Oh, yeah. Cause, oh okay. Because we want to do that Rob Stout thing. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah. That Rob Stout. That was surprisingly yeah, good for yeah. just randomly coming up with it on the but trail. But store sauerkraut is just so it's garbled, disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you have to rinse it or something? I don't know. I don't know. But they, when you put preservatives in a food that Natural, has yeah. bacteria in it, like you know something's wrong. <laughs> like It needs the bacteria. <laughs> uh, there was something I was going to say, though. Oh. What is the bear situation in Shenandoah? The same it was in Smokies and Red River Gorge. I mean, okay. there's black bears. So. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, um, well, we've got a bear spray. Okay. Um, I took a little bit extra precaution. I've put my food in Ziploc bags, and then I've also got a waterproof mm -hmm. um, sack that I plan on putting all my trash and anything that smells in there yeah. when we hang it up. And then we made sure to get a decent length of cord to yeah, have our yeah. food, food bags so like one of the i guess the most important thing i think when you're going into bear country is just basically don't have the smell like prevent the smells from <clears throat> attracting the bears and you'll be fine you know yeah so like uh take a take well i was reading up on some of this they said you know don't let your backpack get food smells in it if you're going to keep it with you in your tent okay um change your clothes if you're going to cook food mm. uh because you know you get that food smell on there so like have a pair of clothes dedicated for just sleeping at night see that's perfect though because like with the rain i think one good idea is just to have your daytime clothes where it gets wet and then have a dry pair for mm -hmm. nighttime mm -hmm. yeah of course we're not cooking any well i don't know what you guys if you guys are cooking anything serious just rice that's yeah, all yeah. I we're not really cook. cooking anything that's like mm. bacon grease you know popping all over us and things yeah, like that so true. it shouldn't be that big a deal but it's always better to err on the side of caution when it comes to bears i guess mm. Because I feel like there's some famous last words out there that are like, oh, I shouldn't, I'm not worried about bears. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we haven't had any run-ins with bears. No, so. no. I mean, bear attacks are very rare. Yeah. yeah. You still want to be safe. Cause... Yeah. It's it's not like, it's rare, but it's like when it happens, you're going to be like, well, I, I regret this very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that would be regretful. Speaking of, we should talk about what you do if you encounter a bear. Because, uh, well, what you do is you want to make noise, but nothing like loud and ferocious sounding. Just like something to alert it mm -hmm. and wait for it to go away. If it charges you, with the black bears, you just, like, if it starts attacking you, you fight back. So, a black bear? Mm -hmm. Mm hmm You actually fight? Yeah, you just fight for your life and, until it'll go away. Go for the eyes. Because I was going to say, that might not be a fight that's winnable. <laughs> right? With a black bear, it might be. Uh, oh. With a grizzly, you just curl up into a ball and wait. <laughs> and pray. Oh, really? <laughs> Um, I actually read that bear spray, bear spray is more effective yeah. than uh, um, a gun. A gun. Yeah. I what mean, about and brown that, bears? Is it what's brown bears? Brown bears are just uh, they're very timid, aren't they? What's the brown, most brown bears are grizzlies basically. Like there's brown bears as a general category under which grizzly bears are categorized. Uh, which is the one that's grizzlies? Grizzlies. Okay. Are the worst of the two. 
I've also heard polar bears are bad, but we don't, I don't have to think worry we have about to worry that. about that here. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> Yukon Ho. <laughs> yeah, Grizzlies are... Oh, Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin and Hobbes is a oh, huge influence. Oh, going yeah. back on topic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, the, the art in Calvin and Hobbes is so beautiful. Like, it's a comic strip, but it's the most beautiful comic strip. Actually, my uh, computer screensaver is just a cycle of Calvin and Hobbes pictures mm-hmm. where they took Calvin and Hobbes and then superimposed them on real pictures. Yeah, yeah. That's like... Exactly how I feel like about going to the water like, yeah. in that, that youthful adventure. Yeah. You know, he um, I read one time that he would actually take like the sticks from the yard. Yeah, S- take sticks from the yard and dip them in ink to like make his like comics sometimes. Wow, to like give it a natural feel. I think mm. Bill Amond, who does Foxtrot, was talking about that. Wow, that's really interesting. I didn't know that. <clears throat> yeah, that is a big influence. I wonder. <laughs> it's a good thing you thought of that. Actually. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he always does goes on like go on adventures in the wilderness, which is funny because there's also strips where his dad takes the family camping and he like hates it. <laughs> he yeah. Hates it. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 like our family. Um, like our dad is very into nature, and our mom is just like, why can't we just go to a hotel? <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend named Brad who actually wants to go on a trip with us, but anyway, he was talking about how like his family. <laughs> would drive all the way from Ohio down to Florida, or no, from Michigan to Florida. Wow! And they would camp like in a parking lot right next to a Walmart. And he was like, "Why? Why are you doing this? Like, what? What? Yeah. Did they like at like, least not, do not day a hikes? literal Walmart parking lot, but like it was basically a parking lot. But I mean, did they do like day hikes to like somewhere? They must have or something. Yeah, I feel yeah, like that them. would be not. I guess. Not to fully criticize them because everybody experiences nature yeah. in their own way. No, I mean, yes, but it that, is that one off. I think it's is kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know if you're telling us the full yeah, story. Yeah, though, I think so. there's some missing. I mean, that that's story. what I heard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, if you want to go to a, a park and stay in a camper, more power to don't you. Don't be within yeah. walking distance of a Walmart, though. Like, yeah. just don't. <laughs> but like, yeah, if you want to go out and experience nature, go out and experience nature. Don't like just do it halfway you you've got to get the full experience yeah. no i think it's totally okay whatever you want to do it that yeah. that story is just really but, bizarre yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that you would drive like 20 hours to park yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, you can bizarre. do the walmart thing just don't drive 20 hours to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the part that was great um but it's funny because the only time before we went camping with my brother was that i can remember that i ever went camping was we went with our mutual aunt she took like the whole family, was all I the cousins. Alive, then? Like, was I even? That's there? a good question. I don't, know. I don't remember. It. Wait, what, what, when was this? When we went car camping that one time, and then we just like, we all we took like two suburbans, and then we camped at like literally an RV parking lot. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. And we p- slept in this huge tent. I don't remember what year it was, but. Wow, I don't remember that. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. That was that was what I thought camping was for the longest time. I was like, "That's what camping is. Who on earth wants to do that? This is terrible." <laughs> and then afterwards, I realized that there's a lot more to it. But that's yeah. what I thought it was for a long time. That style of camping can be fun if you're like with your friends and you got some beers or something. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. this is a grill or something. Like, I, I'm totally down for that. Like, if we're gonna just you know play on our DS in, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the tent. <laughs> but when you do that, you don't go with the mindset of being in the wilderness. You go with yeah, the yeah. mindset of but just hanging out. With yeah, you. yeah, it's yeah. hanging out with your friends in the wilderness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nature. Just yeah, just somewhere outside of your home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a nice change of scenery. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But even then, like if I were <laughs> gonna drink with my friends, it'd still be more fun like in the backcountry. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. What but then the- you have to worry about like. 
packing the stuff in and what out. What is the street. alcohol policy on campings in backcountry? I think it depends. Like, I'm pretty sure you're allowed to bring it if it's not in a glass container or anything like mm. that. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's some parks where it's restricted, but I think like it certainly it's, doesn't it's, stop people because we see yeah, beer cans and like, like just fire pits. Ter- all like, time. why would you yeah. put that stuff in a fire pit? Like, just clean it up. But, yeah, because they're drinking. <laughs> but I, think, I can't I think, think most people better. bring like flasks yeah. and stuff. Yeah. See, I think it'd be really fun, except for. <clears throat> It's just like I don't want to feel bad the next day because, oh, like, when I'm camping and hiking stuff, I want to be like my peak physical. You gotta condition. have that. I think, that, I think that's to... why people, when they do go out and drink, it's like at a camp. Yeah, yeah. Because they don't have to just, worry about you know. They could just like mm-hmm. stumble home. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah. god, never done sleep till like two p.m. Like the next yeah. day in a, like, in a hammock. I don't think any <laughs> of us have ever really drinking while camping. We no, well, so we many did. people do. I mean, like backpack. No, us like backpacking. Mm. No, I know. I mean, like it's it's funny how many people do, oh, and like oh, that's yeah, what yeah. they do. It they go camping I mean, too. Like, hard. I, I have hard so much weight already taken up by water. I don't need more weight taken up by alcohol. Yeah, that's, true. that's not gonna do anything for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I should tell this story, but it's just totally random because we were talking about go this. Go for it. But it's the, it's the <laughs> alum state. Okay, so one time I just really wanted to just go out and, and like spend a night just outside so i called alum creek state park or whatever and uh um reserved a night at one of their campsites to go with my brother and uh one of my friends was supposed to meet us actually two of my friends were supposed to meet us there um but one of them had to work or something so she couldn't make it till later in the day and the other one canceled at the last moment so and Andrew, <laughs> so okay. Well, first of all, we got to this park, and there there's a football game going on because it's Saturday. So there's a bunch of RVs already like in this park in these areas, and our campsite was like right next to this little, not sewage, but it didn't smell the best. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and so we set up our stuff, and then um, we spent that night there, and then in the morning, I think it was in the morning, right? No, I. When I left, you mean? Yeah. No, I I had to leave the night before because I had... Okay, so we spent the night there. We had the campfire and we ate food. Yeah. And Andrew had to leave that night. I had some friggin' homework to do or something, <laughs> and I needed a computer. And I was like, this is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> he went home that night. I spent... I'm pretty sure I spent that night alone there. And then the next day, I literally spent half the day just sitting in my hammock because... Andrew wasn't there, and my friend couldn't come until later in the day. <laughs> and I'd spent like thirty bucks reserving this site, <laughs> and I was like, "This is you could cancel it, right?" Or like, there was a cancellation fee. There's a cancellation fee, yeah. and I was like, twelve bucks." Look, to like there, there are good state parks in Ohio. Some that you can actually backpack at. If you camp like we do, Allen Creek is not one of them. <laughs> yeah. If you're going there to boat and fish, great, but. Mm. But it's yeah. like, it, well, it's funny because even the forests that are, like, they have a couple trails or whatever, but even the forests are full of, like, invasive plants, and, like, you can just tell it's an unhealthy forest. Yeah. And I went there one time during the day with a friend, and then after that, we went to this nature preserve that's, like, not far from there called uh, Shale Hollow. It's Delaware County Nature Preserves. And that, like, you could tell immediately this forest was much, much more healthy. It had all these native plants and, like... Just the feeling, like mm-hmm. I don't think you have to know the plants to know that yeah, it's like a yeah. healthy forest. Like, <laughs> well, that's interesting. I never even thought about that before. But yeah, there is a certain feeling you get from. Well, yeah, well, the unhealthy forest will have all this brushy, invasive stuff, and like you, f- you'll feel like you can't walk through it, basically. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But 
Very true. But the hot dogs uh, yeah, were good. <laughs> the hot dogs were too good. And we had the uh, the um, root beer. Root, the uh, we had hard root, hard root beer. Oh, s'mores. nice. And s'mores. Yeah. Nice, it was just yeah. like your classic camp food. Yeah, yeah. So. Wow, we haven't had s'mores ever on any of the episodes. S'mores, you know. I'm not big on s'mores anymore. Like, they're just so You're sweet. big on s'mores. You just haven't had one in a while. <laughs> Hot dogs sound great. Well, roasting marshmallows is really fun. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Like, I think that's my favorite part about s'mores. It's, like, it's just like the the sport in it, right? <laughs> Get that perfect marshmallow. Yeah, you're trying to toast it real perfect so it's just a little bit crispy on the outside. You got, everyone's real... got their own technique. Yeah. Like, put it in the fire and then raise it out of the fire. <laughs> and it's like everybody's discussing techniques. Like, oh, you got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, inevitably, everybody always talks about how you roast a marshmallow <laughs> when you're roasting marshmallow. And there's so always true. someone that's like, oh, I burnt. And then someone's well, like, Andrew, oh, I like the burnt always, one. You've always been the one to like put your marshmallow deep in the fire. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, it's going to catch on fire. <laughs> and it catches on fire and you go... <laughs> <laughs> well it's funny because that's very much like morel mushroom hunting for me because i'm actually not a huge fan of morel mushrooms i mean they're good but uh-huh. i'm not like crazy about them but the act of finding the them, sport yeah mm-hmm. it's the thrill of the hunt <laughs> i hate the way they look oh yeah oh yeah, my yeah, god yeah. i can't, I, can't stand. I love it but <laughs> i have that specific brain damage where it's certain textures just make me like trypophobia yeah die and then morel mushrooms are up there <laughs> I was actually talking with Andrew. We should do an episode where we each pack, like in foil, a really nice meal. Mm. Like one person brings like some nice shredded potatoes for like breakfast. Somebody brings like oh rice and vegetables for you know, dinner. Speaking of which, and we just have ourselves some good meals. We still got this idea. Thanksgiving dinner. Mm, that's <gasps> true. Oh. And maybe I don't know. Should we do that this episode or wait for a special occasion? Or? I don't know. Well, I'm just thinking with the bears. Maybe not do elaborate cookings i mean i've already got all my stuff packed and i mean everywhere you go is gonna have bears outside of ohio like we've been plenty of places with bears already oh yeah well just, I, I mean i'm just I, i've just already got all my food planned out yeah. so yeah i'd be okay with i'm me. just i'm just, just getting fun. hungry <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah no that bag of pop- popcorn i'm gonna bring in is gonna be good after this. um okay well why don't we we're already almost at an hour so do you guys have any closing thoughts I have Anything one you quick want to question get chest. from Frank Daly, um, which he asked a while ago, but we didn't address it until now. <laughs> okay. Um, so Frank Daly is actually an interesting character. Hmm. He um, is a truck driver, so yeah. he actually gets to go all over the country and see lots of different stuff. Yeah. Oh, remind me to print out a sh- or write down all the shout-outs we have to say, by the way. Cause oh, in the episode, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you go to patreon.com slash adventure, you can support this show mm-hmm. by donating money, and every time we release a full-length episode, and only a full-length episode, mm-hmm. uh, you will get charged whatever you decide to donate. Mm-hmm. You can do $2, or you can do $100. And there's different rewards that you get for each monetary level, and one of them is a shout-out. Uh, but anyway, so Frank Daly has a question. Yeah. Um, so one of them is, does Andrew still use a Unisock? Yeah, I do. Every time... I, I always pack my clothes in the Unisock, usually, because it, it doubles as like a... Cinch bag. Stuff sack, basically, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I do at night. It's great. My feet are warm. <laughs> um, have you ever seen any Stone Age markings like petroglyphs or Indian tree markers or fish dams while out? And I actually, it might have been Frank Daly who pointed this out, but there is a tree that is like bent in Zaleski yeah. that did sort of look like an Indian marker it tree. It looked exactly like one, yeah. so I'm almost... Well, I, I'm not familiar with this. What is that? So it's a tree where it's like, it goes up and then it bends not, almost nine degrees and goes back up. And yeah. basically like, I think how they did it is they take saplings and tie them to the ground until they grew back 
But it was like a way for Native Americans to mark trails and stuff. Oh, that's awesome. And you know, I I thought that when I saw that tree in Zaleski, but I also like I think it had some damage, so I wasn't sure if maybe that's what was causing it. Because like there was a part that was opened up, I think. And those it are called marker trees. Like flat on the top. But I mean, that just could have been natural damage yeah, yeah. over time. Yeah, because that does happen sometimes naturally. Like if you have a sapling and a tree falls on it and it bends it down mm-hmm. and then it starts growing back up. Oh. Um, and then. In Colorado, I did see some petroglyphs uh, at on this petroglyph trail in Mesa Verde, and also also saw giant cliff dwelling palaces. And stuff, but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but other than that, I don't. Oh, you know what? In Puerto Rico, I did go see this cave called Cueva Ventana, the window cave, and there were petroglyphs from the indigenous people there who are called the Taino. People. What, are, what are petroglyphs, anyways? Oh, they're carvings on rocks, basically. Oh, so, like, yeah. What's the petro part? Rock. Yeah, rock like petrified. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, um, what do you look for in a hiking boot, and what kinds do you prefer? Actually, oh, I just yeah. actually bought a new hiking boot the other day. Um, <laughs> a single boot. <laughs> <laughs> one boot. <laughs> I'll get the other one next time. <laughs> it was a, it was a deal. You buy one, and you get one later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, what I actually was... rebate. <laughs> <laughs> buy one, get one free. Two days later, um, but. Actually, when I was trying this boot on, well, first of all, I should say that I have a little bit of a foot foot problem in my left foot, um, so I was looking for something that was comfortable, but apparently they don't make hiking boots with good cushioning, um, so I was just looking for something that fit my foot well, that wasn't cramping my foot, and then also I decided to actually go with a boot that comes up a little bit higher over the ankle. Um, I think a lot of our boots um, before came up like just a little bit past the yeah, ankle. Yeah, just not much. Yeah, and um, I just felt like... I, I don't know about you guys. I don't know how you guys walk around with that steady cam and not fall over, but when my feet get tired, I tend to like kind of like let my feet fall on the ground. That's and if I walk, walk normally. <laughs> well, yeah, so I don't know if you this happens to you, but a, a lot of the times, and you probably notice it from time to time, but I will like... My ankle will twist, not like bad yeah, but yeah. like it'll like you know it'll, cult, like it'll, it'll roll in. yeah it'll roll exactly yeah. and i'm worried that someday that it will cause a problem on the trail mm-hmm. so i yeah. decided to get something with more ankle support so that's basically what i was what going brand? for was it vasquez or was it something i think that's my brand no it's uh i don't know oh <laughs> i forget it starts with an r but <clears throat> i could go look at it <laughs> so my number one thing is that it has to be waterproof oh, like course. that's I if feel like if that's you're not standard now, yeah, like, I I mean it wasn't. Yeah, the one I started with was not waterproof. <laughs> what and, you started with was like a sneaker. Right? Yeah, it was almost like a sneaker. Yeah. yeah, but um, you have to have waterproof boots. It just makes life so much better. Yeah, you know, for me, one one of the problems I had with the original boots that I wore, uh, which are like in every episode up to Yosemite, <laughs> um, was they my feet are narrow. I think, and the boots were a little too wide. So like. Especially, like, in Hoosier, when we were walking on the sides of hills the whole time. And, like, so we were kind of at a diagonal. Mm. Like, my feet kept sliding, and that was giving me lots of blisters. So oh, That's yeah. so weird, because my feet are wide, and I can't wear narrow boots. Yeah. Like, I tried on their regular size boots at REI, and I was like, this is not Well, fit. it has to be a perfect fit, basically, because, like... Yeah, no, just any movement, like, in your sock <laughs> or your shoe will cause blisters. It's just movement. Another, another thing, though, you need to be aware of is sometimes if you don't tie your boot right, or if you don't tie mm. it tightly, you're going to move them around regardless of yeah, how well it fits. Yeah. So one one thing I've been thinking recently though is like I want to get some moccasins or something like I don't mm. know where you get moccasins but like I don't know I was hiking around with my boots recently and I was like these are really heavy compared to shoes like I mean I like them but I want to be able to have 
light feet kind of. I went to like this craft show once and um, there was a moccasin producer and I think he was oh, in Ohio. So really? if you like look on the internet, I'm sure we could find like some artisan I would moccasins. love, yeah, because I feel like, I don't know, I feel like the indigenous footwear is like probably going to be the best. I always, um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no. you, but I always wondered why you guys didn't bring, well, I used to do this, but I, why you guys never brought like flip flops or something because uh, once you get to a campsite, I think it'd be really nice to just kick off your boots and put on some things that you can just slip on. I think sometimes I just go barefoot. Why don't I do that? It's also nice for when, like, you're going in and out of a tent or something. So, I mean, you guys probably know about this, but, like, there's proprioception. Have you heard that term? So it's like... familiar. If your foot is always in a shoe, it kind of loses the ability to naturally react to, Mm. like, touch. Mm. So it's not used to, like being able to walk on sticks and stones and all that stuff and it doesn't have like all the nerve endings built up to like be able to deal with it and react to it quickly or the calluses right yeah or the calluses too but like that's kind of the problem that we run into as modern people is that we're always in shoes so if you do try to do moccasins you probably need to break yourself into it first well, i mean i've gone or warm yourself up to outside it. before it's been a while for me now but i mean I do like, especially in the warm season, I like to go outside bare feet. Uh, don't tell my mom, but <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like in in the forest, uh, it is fun to walk barefoot and like feel everything and like yeah. build up your calluses again. And you had those Vibram Fivy fingers. <laughs> yeah, the Vibram Five fingers. <laughs> Vibram Five fingers. <laughs> those were actually really cool because you, it did feel like you were barefoot, but um, yeah, <clears throat> you had some protection against like sharp stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't have those anymore. Speaking of Vibram Fivy fingers, the reason we call it that is because of Bear Grylls. Yeah. And then... It's a dead zebra. Bear Grylls and Lestrade, I guess we could call another influence, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, um, that, those yeah. are almost too obvious to mention. Yeah, 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 that's a good point, yeah. Yeah, and Ray Mears. Ray Mears, yeah. yeah. Ray Mears. <laughs> Ray Mears. So, I'm, I'm, what was I again? I was... Uh, Brian Grylls. Brian Grylls. Rob Mears. Ro- Robbie Mears. Lynn Stroud. <laughs> Wait, isn't there somebody else, too? Uh, I mean, there's... No, who, who we call Thomas is what I'm thinking. There's Cody Lundin. There's Mike Hunt. George Schlansky. Michael Hunt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, something that he could be proud of. <laughs> oh, not Michael Hunt. It was Michael Hawk. <laughs> Michael, Michael Hawk. Mike Hawk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the reason I got this confused is because they both sound like... I still think it's hilarious that his name actually is Mike Mike Hawk. <laughs> well, it's just like Bear Grylls. Is that his real name? No, name no, say Mike Hawk. Mike Hawk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Hawk. That's why he always says his name's Michael Hawk in the in the, in the oh. TV show. But it's just like it never occurred to me until you brought it up. Yeah. Like, now wow. there's like Joseph Tedai. There's so much drama between some of these, like... It is hilarious. Like, guys, <laughs> you're just outdoorsmen. Okay, stop with this teenage girl oh, drama I stuff. I know who Thomas like, is. Unbelievable. Thomas is David Dingleberry. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Canterbury. <laughs> Dave Dingleberry. <laughs> yeah, so we call Dave Canterbury David Dingleberry. And not because... <laughs> not out of Not for any reason yeah. other than just we think Deagle, Dingleberry's funny. <laughs> I didn't know that one actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would think of Thomas as the uh, canoe guy. Oh, oh, what's his name? 
Um, Bill Mason. Bill, Bill Mason. Mason. Yeah. <laughs> I know what people say. <laughs> people see my tent, and I know what they're thinking. Yeah. Where's look up uh, Bill Mason. Water Walker. Water Walker. Yeah. yeah. He's even got his own theme song, right? Yeah. Yeah. Water Walker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is too good. Man, that that movie more than anything made me want to go canoeing. I mm. love canoeing. Canoeing was great, man. Mammoth Cave, that was awesome. <laughs> we're going to do another canoeing episode, yeah. definitely, for season three. My friend and I so have these joke debates where, like, I'll say that cats are better than dogs, and he'll say the opposite. And <laughs> we'll have arguments about Sounds canoes versus kayaks. <laughs> like, which one's better? He's like, a kayak is more seaworthy. You know? <laughs> I'm like, canoes put you in touch with nature. <laughs> they are the finest boat on the ocean. <laughs> Arr, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know that's from, right? Yeah, of okay. course. Yeah. Arr, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, Simpsons. That's a huge influence right there. Not for anything <laughs> other reason than just like... It, I think you could say it's an influence in our humor. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Like, that is our sense of humor. If it weren't for The Simpsons, I would never have any jokes to tell. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have no ideas. I'd be like, yes. And, and most of the jokes are Simpsons quotes. <laughs> <laughs> so very specific jokes that only certain people can get. In fact, there's only two people who I can really... Any Simpsons quote they'll get, and it's you and my brother. There's the only two people I know who I can just like get a Simpsons quote and they know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like sometimes we'll have to remind each other. It's like, oh, that's from that one episode. You're like, oh, right, right. <laughs> oh, man. Well, when we were at Wayne, we spent like 10 minutes talking about that Frasier quote, and we thought oh, it was from the Simpsons. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's actually from Family Guy. Oh yeah! But, yeah. But we were trying. We were going through the time, like, oh, it was what episode was it from? Yeah, but, what was it now? So again? it was some Family Guy episode where he was trying to Brian the dog was trying to make Peter classy, uh-huh. so he was making him watch Frasier, and in the TV show, he, Niles goes like, he's like. Frasier, your mother's so corpulent that when she sits around the magnificently appointed Tuscan villa, she sits around the magnificently appointed Tuscan villa. (laughs) And we were trying to figure out what the quote was for the longest time. Uh, We kept saying, like, encrusted. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. God. That's That's good times. That's good times. Um, Okay, so we're right at an hour, so I think we can close it up. Any any final thoughts? Any final words of wisdom? Is anybody hungry? (laughs) I'm hungry. <laughs> um, no, go ahead. I don't know. Oh, to, I guess just to reiterate, you know, I guess we kind of went a little off topic in the second half, but, you know, tell us about your influences. We're very curious to hear mm. about what um, draws you, our listeners, to, you know, go outdoors and to find that adventure. Mm. Um, and I think it's uh, something that's always fun to share. Oh, and then on that note, what inspires you? Like, who, who these days is inspiring you and, like what is inspiring you like because for me lately just like i've been watching a lot of vlogs and then just i watch these vloggers and i'm like man get good on you man i love watching Mm. these videos and every time i see them it like increases that sense of adventure for me Mm. so if you guys have stuff like that let us know Mm. yeah okay anything else no uh thanks everybody for your support yeah please like us on facebook like us on instagram subscribe to our youtube channel <laughs> and uh, uh support us on patreon because it's helping a great deal yep patreon.com slash adventure thank you for listening mm-hmm. all right time to put the fire out <laughs> <laughs>